Really, this is a message really for the whole Klal Yisrael because your parents are unbelievable and your families and your Rav. But this problem of kids off the derech is spreading that ein bias, ein mishpacha, asher ein shames, which means that it's affecting already everybody. So here's the problem that we had. A bungalow colony of, let's say, 100 families. Inside, they have two or three families that never have kids off the derech, right? And the other people are saying, we don't want to see these kids here, right? We don't want them around. And, and it happens all the time. Neighborhoods have this problem. And especially in a bungalow county, it's like a, a small little place. We want our kids to, to see only, you know, wonderful things. And all of a sudden, these kids come up on, on Shabbos. And they maybe they drive on Shabbos. Or maybe motorcycles come. And maybe they go to the pool. Or, you know, like the smelling stuff and cigarettes and weed. And, and you could have a situation where there's like an uprising against the families that are struggling. And not because these other people are bad. And, and they could say, I feel terrible for you, but we don't want you here. Now, more, I, I advise not to put your kids in situations where anybody's going to say anything negative or anything like that. I don't think they should be in bungalow colonies anyway, because everyone's looking at them funny, unless you're like in an amazing, you know, cure of colony where they're surrounded. But even then, the kids are going to look at them like they don't fit in. I, and I've spoken about the summer plans. But I think that as this problem increases. We need not only to train the families of those, your families that are struggling, we need to train the block, we need to train the kids on the bus who are making fun of the kids who have siblings and saying, oh, this is your brother, he looks like a cleaning lady. You know, this is your sister, I thought it was the cleaning lady. And they're killing people with that. And we have to really train them because nobody taught them, the second graders, the fourth graders, all different ages, nobody taught them how to digest this. You know, and some of them call names, shiksagaita, they don't realize that they're hurting, being marachic, these kids from Hashem. They don't realize that that's not the right way because nobody spoke to them. And we need to really begin to think about, I don't know who can do it, but really explaining to the community what Hashem wants. And it's not for me to say. The big Rabbanim have to get out there and have the big Rebbes have to say, listen, it used to be 1%, 3%, 5 Right now, we're in a matziv that Klal Yisrael is hurting. There's a lot of kids who are struggling, a lot of people who are struggling. And now we have to learn Hilchas Hatzalas Nidachim. Hilchas, just like when Hatzalah came out, you learn Hilchas Shabbos, if you're driving on Shabbos, the same for Hatzalah call. We need to learn a new sugya. And the big rabbis have to do that. But what I told them was, I said, you know what I wish? Because you can, you can meet the bungalow colony people, and they can have meetings, and they can have uh, all kinds of, oh, what are we going to do? And we've got to tell them you can't this, and we can't that, and, and we don't like this, and we don't want this in our place. Could we throw them out? Could we not throw them out? It happens every year with somebody else. I would say, like, what would happen? Just, just, just dream with me for a minute. What would happen... If the whole Bangalkani came together under their Dastair and they said, you know what? We as a colony are going to be Makarev, this group of kids that fell in from Shemayim into our lap. We as a colony are going to put money and time and effort this summer, right? Just like we're having in my Bangal colony, they decided they're going to finish Shas by next year. So they put up a board and everybody's going to learn 20, 30 blot. 
beautiful. What a nice idea. Goodness Israel put out that every colony should finish Shas by next year. Beautiful. Someone came up with an idea. Everyone's willing to chip in and it gets done. What would happen if the bungalow colony got together and said, listen, there's three, four families over here, there's three, four kids, and their friends who are all a bunch of lost kids. All of their Bobbies and Zadies davened in shul next to your Bobbies and Zadies. They're all wonderful kids. They're not hurting anybody. And we're living in a time of an emotional spiritual holocaust where kids are Mechal Shabbos and hurting themselves and all kinds of bats of drugs and suicides every day. So we're going to use our summer, just, just dream with me for a minute. If we all got together, we said, let's use our summer that in addition to coming up for the weekends to spend with our wives and our kids, we're going to have a project. And we are going to be Mechal these kids and their friends. And we're going to start Thursday night with a barbecue instead of going out to whatever. Or we'll go out for supper with our wives. We'll come back. 12 o'clock at night, we're going to have a barbecue at the pool. And one guy will bring the meat and one guy will do the stuff. And we'll have fun, right? And we'll have shyness along the way. We'll have questions. Do you serve beer? Do you not serve beer? Well, girls and boys, separate, not separate. We'll have questions. But let's make it our project that if Hashem is giving us into our colony, into our location, into our block, if Hashem is giving us broken neshamas, that are hurting, and they're dying for our acceptance. Why shouldn't we make this? Let's teach. Let, let's teach our children. We are going to be makarv. I guarantee you that slach would be amazing. Not by the end of the summer. Right away, they'll feel good about it. The kids will be calm. You won't hear the stories because all the stories of the kids driving on Shabbos and making a ruckus is only because of richuk. I put out a story of the Sarat Vishnu Tzareba that a guy came with a motorcycle on Shabbos to the Rebbe, like to show him, and the Rebbe told him, come whenever you want, however you want. I don't care how you get here, I don't care how you dress, and, and he said, and that's where I stayed, and he became a, a Sarat Vishnu Tzachasid. And that's it, that's what got him. So if they come up and they're all blowing smoke in everyone's faces, and people say, guy, don't do these shagas, and then get out of here, how can you come here, whatever, you'll have a war. Right? The example that I give, not that they're like dogs, because they're not, they're wonderful kids. But imagine you open up your door, and you see a big dog right in front of you. Six foot dog. <laughs> right? So now if you go, get out of here, you dog, he's going to feel intimidated. He's going to be scared by your vibe, and he's going to jump at you, and he's going to attack you. But if you just relax, and you say, hi dog. You sit down on the floor, you show him, I'm not here to hurt you. I don't want anything from you. You show that you're not a threat Right? You build the trust, and you get some food, and you push it over, and you say, here, have some food. You'll see that in a short period of time, this dog will put his kepi down on your lap, and will show you where his boo-boo is. And if you do that long enough, that dog will defend you. These kids are not rebels, and they're not bad, and this, this shallow, small-minded people who don't do any of the stuff that all the G'daylum did, will run out there and scream at them, and you're pushing away your own eternity, your own Alam Haba. Why can't we just learn the Zayir HaKadosh? Everybody's looking for a skula. How can you be guaranteed nachas from your children, from your grandchildren? Nobody can say, I know for sure my grandchildren are going to be anything. Because we have children of G'day Le'olam. We have children of, of, of the biggest rabbis in the world who are the furthest away from Yiddishkeit. The Zayir HaKadosh says that if you are Makariv, those who fall away from the throne, read it. If you run after them, 
He says you run out, you have to run after them and to purchase them full price by Agar Shlim. Your Zaycha to Yiddish and Nachas from your grandchildren. And we think that by doing that, it's a bad hashba, it's the total opposite. That's the Yitzhahar, he gets you to realize. Don't be Makarv, it's going to be bad for your kids. The Zaira Kaddish says no. That it's a Sugula for Yiddish and Nachas. What would happen if as a community we said, okay, enough is enough. We're, there's 90% of us and 10% of them, or 95 or whatever. There's more of us than them. Let's go out there Friday night, not to yell at them and scream at them, get out of here. Let's engulf them. Mikveh Yisrael Hashem, the Baal Shem Tov said, the greatest mikveh of Hashem is Yisrael. Let's surround them by loving people who show them that we accept you and we love you. What do you think would happen? Just curious, what would happen? So you know the story with me with the Novaminsk Rebbe? It's a great story. I said it recently, I want to say it again. There's a family that came to me from Muncie, and the neighborhood really got upset, the, the neighbors. They're walking on Shabbos to shul with their kids, and these kids are outside smoking on Shabbos. Good Shabbos, uh, blowing smoke. They were very offended. We don't go all the way to Muncie to, to see Chil Shabbos before they were really upset about this. And a bunch of neighbors from around the neighborhood went to their rav, and they said they were up in arms, right? Can't have this. We can't have this. I mean, this is crazy. You know, it's, it's, we got to get rid of them. Oh, what, who, who told them to be so nice to them? Oh, Avi Fishoff. Oh, who's, who's, who's their rav? The Novominska Rebbe. Okay, he's going to complain to the Novominska Rebbe. Now, by chance, Siyatza Deshmaya, I happened to go to the Novominska Rebbe's house to discuss with him something, uh, uh, Indian, Benegea to this, but not this family. I didn't know about this. I went to talk to him about something, and I finished my meeting with him in the afternoon at 2, I think it was at 2.20. I'm about to leave, and the rabbi says, oh, at 2.30, this and this rabbi, this rav, is coming to talk something about the family that I sent to you. He sent the family to me. So why don't you stay? So I said, okay. So I stayed. 2.30, ding-dong. So the Rebbe looks at me. He says, answer the door. So I went. I opened the door. And this Rebbe looks at me. He almost died. He, mamish, he, he, he turned pale. And he was there with, with his wife, with the Rebbetson. They, they couldn't believe it. It was like a Mardukai and Esther. It was like a Haman situation over here. It was like, what are you doing here? Like they made an appointment behind my back that I did not know about with the Novomitzkareva to complain about me giving advice to the family that he sent and that they want to throw the guy out of the community. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a true story, every word. So I'm like, I'm all uncomfortable. You know, I'm like, hi. So the Rebbe tells him, sit down. So he sat next to the Rebbe and there's the Rebbe's inside over there. And the Rebbe says, Avi, come sit down. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was pretty embarrassed. And... The rabbi says, what, what can I help you with? He couldn't talk. He, he literally could not talk. He was, um, uh, well, um, so the rabbi said, I can't hear you. <laughs> Speak up. He couldn't talk. Imamish couldn't talk. I, I, I felt so bad for him. He, and Imamish, he, he, stopped, he couldn't. So the rabbi instead started talking for him and said, well, um, well, <laughs> we're here because actually there's a complaint, and she started explaining about the fact that the neighborhood, the people on, in the block and around, don't want this family to embrace their kids, 
And to allow this to happen, they should put rules and boundaries and tell them if you can't behave, you know, throw them out and all of that. So the Rebbe turned after they finished and, and he said, do you know who this is? So they said, uh, yeah. So he said, well, this is Avi Fischer. Anyway, he gave me a beautiful eulogy. If, 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 I mean, I was mamish embarrassed. He was saying whatever. And then he says, well, he's the expert, so what do you say? So I'm like, I, I, I felt so bad for them. And I said, you know, anyway, it was, it was a back and forth. The end of the story was that they send parents... Um, to me. That Rav and Rebetzin send parents a few, few since then. It was a few years. And they're fully on board and they're very, very supportive. And the saddest part is that one of the, the loudest voices against this family is a TP parent now. We're just a couple of years later, it was their own kid. And then they started to see things differently. And they realized, okay. So, you know, we have to, we have to realize that. And what I told him, here's what I told this Rav and Rebetzin, not, not to win the argument, because it doesn't, you'll hear it, it doesn't help you win, it's just a deher. And I would say that to the bungalow colonies as well. I could just tell you one thing. If I was the neighbor, and Chaim Glantz was the neighbor, and all the people, Yankee Horowitz, and Yaakov Solomon, and all the people, all the wonderful people, Ezer Babad, and all the guys out there on the street, and Ronnie Cohn, if we were all the neighbors, all of us who for the last 20 years went out and fabringed with these kids and helped the situation, if we were the neighbors, we would, we would be thrilled. We would like look at each other and be like, ha, huh, great, great, in the, in, in the comfort of our own home, right on our block, we could be Makarov people. I have a teepee family here who's my neighbor, didn't bother me. Because this is our opportunities. And if you learn desire, Kaddish, the schar that we get, and we're turning away, and we're upset, and we're angry, and get them out, look at it. You get more schar than any Torah avoid the gemil chesed that you could possibly do. It, it's unbelievable level of avoid Hashem. Plus, it's a skula, or a skilla, to save your own kids. So what, what could you want more than that? And that's what I told them. I could just tell you one thing. If we were the neighbors, all the people who were Nasui Liboy, what does it say about Maisha Benu? He he went out with his heart to see the I forgot the Lushan, to see the Tsar of Klal Yisrael. Huh? In Mitzrayim, right? Well there were so many people in the last twenty years. Right? If 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 those people we don't we're not scared of these guys. We're not worried about our kids. I brought them into my house. I didn't have to do that. I raised four kids with these kids in my house every Shabbos, Machal Shabbos, smoking and all of that. I still had this past Shabbos. A kid who came to my house smoking in the middle of the meal and walks in on Shabbos and my Shabbos table smells like, an, like, a, like a cigarette, like an ashtray. I, I raised my kids that this is our tafkid. So at some point we have to realize it's not one out of a million anymore. What does Hashem want from the rest of us? What does Hashem want? What would the Baal Shem do? What would the Chazanish say if, if they were in the bungalow colony? The Kedusha Slavi and all the Tzadikim. What would they say if they were in a bungalow colony and there were a couple of kids, lost kids, who want our love and want our acceptance? Would they be figuring out how to gang up on the family and throw them out? Or would they figure out how to use their kaychis and their time and their money to be makarv? I could say that being Makarov is so pleasant and it works so well and it's not a big deal. 
So you take them out. You make a barbecue Thursday night, and you go swimming till four o'clock in the morning. And then you and when you recover them, they don't rebel against you. They don't bite the hand that feeds them. You win more bees with honey. They're the sweetest kids. But you have to know how to deal with them, like the story of the dog. If you go, they'll. If you go to them, what are you smoking on Shabbos? What are you da 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 da? They'll curse you and they'll burn your house down. But if you look at them with compassion and mercy, then they'll open up to you and they'll show you where their boo-boo is. And you'll be there for them. And I feel like if we would look at it like being Makar of a Yiddish kind, you get paid a million dollars. Right? In Schar, that's, it's, it's hard to compare. It's much more. Let's settle for a million dollars. We're going to offer a million dollars to every single person who's Makar of a kid. Everybody would run. You wouldn't be sitting here now. We wouldn't, you'd run out. You'd go to Muncie, you'd go to the Shell Station, you would get out of your car, and you'd say, hey, there's $12 million here, right now, opportunity. And we all can. So it really depends on what your basis of your knowledge is. Are they a problem, or are they an opportunity? If you look at it at the schar, and how it enhances our life, how we're rectifying sinas chinam with a havas chinam, which is our way out of here, then the chances are that we have a lot more to gain than they do. And that's the way I wish that the world would start to look at this problem. We say, oh, it's not my kid, it's not my problem. And then it moves on your block. And then it moves closer. And then it's your cousin. And then it's your niece. And then it's your nephew. Until it hits home. Let's not wait for it to hit home. Let's wake up and realize that you have to know what every generation needs. And right now, our generation needs the healthy people to care for the sick, the strong to care for the weak. Instead of looking at them and using our koiches to look down at them, what could you do to actually help the problem? If we all gather together, we used our koiches, time, money, and effort to support the organizations that are doing it already, and to create our own infrastructures of, we're going to help these kids. If this was our project for the Bungalow Colony, we could save so many lives. Because kids who feel loved and accepted don't want to die. And kids who feel loved and accepted eventually want to be like us. So I hope that we'll start looking at it instead of difficulties and oi as opportunities that Hashem is giving us for our own sake. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Parenting. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.